Well, a Savior is born. A Savior has been born unto us. The Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, he's so good. He is so faithful. Luke 2, 11 says this. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Unto you, it says, for unto you is born this day. Say this day. In the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Our Savior lives. Our Savior lives. Say, my Savior lives. My Savior lives. The Messiah lives. He is the Messiah. He is the promised one. He is the deliverer, and he lives. Amen. He is the anointed one. He is our Lord, and he lives. Amen. Glory to God. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that is alive, a God that is alive and well. He lives. He is the Son of Man. He is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He is Emmanuel, Messiah. You are Emmanuel. Messiah, the Prince of Peace, the Alpha and the Omega, the way, the truth, and the life. This is who we worship. This is who we celebrate. It is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yes, amen. He is the gentle shepherd of our souls. Amen. He's the gentle shepherd of our souls, he, but he's also the strong arm of the Lord raised in triumph. Come on, he's been raised in triumph. He's not just the gentle uh, bishop of our souls. He's also the strong arm of the Lord. He is the spotless uh, lamb of God, but he is also the lion of the tribe of Judah. You have to know who he is. You've got to know not just with your understanding, not just with your mind, but in your spirit. We got to know that we know that we know. The spotless lamb of God is also the lion of the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. And when we we praise him. He is the lion of the tribe of praise, the tribe of Judah. So we shall praise his name. We shall decree his goodness. Hallelujah. His birth was revealed. He was, his birth was revealed by the star of Bethlehem. Yet he is also the bright and morning star that is revealed in the book of Revelation. Do we know our word of God? Yes and amen. Come on. The, his birth was revealed by the star of Bethlehem. But in the book of Revelation, he says that he is the bright and morning star. He is lowly and humble, yes. But he's also majestic and lifted up. He is lifted up. He is lifted up on high. And the angelic host literally filled the sky in rejoicing at his birth. The whole angel, a, a bunch of the angel, it wasn't just one angel, it was a bunch, right? Many, many of the angelic hosts literally filled the sky in rejoicing at the God of our salvation at his birth. But the earth literally quaked, rocks split, and, the, and darkness filled the sky at his death. Talk about a God that wants to display his glory in any way he wants to. And in incredible, grand, beautiful ways is our God powerful. You better believe he is. He was placed in a feeding trough at birth. But he was raised to occupy the throne in heaven. Church, he was raised to occupy the throne in heaven. Don't be misled or guided. Oh, he was, he was born in a feeding trough, in something that animals would feed from. He was literally raised. Say, he was raised to occupy the throne in heaven. 
Woo, hallelujah. Though there was no room for him in the inn, there was no room for him in the inn at his birth. But he has built a mansion for us in heaven. Is that not the word of God? In John 14, 2 and 3, it says, In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go and I prepare a place for you. He said, I already went and I'm preparing a place for you, each and every one of you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, he says, I will come again and receive you. He's coming again. He's coming again to receive you. And he says that where I am, there you may also be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for preparing a mansion, Lord God, for us. There was no room, Lord God. You know, they had to go into the inn. There was no room at your birth. But you are preparing a mansion for us. I love to compare the beginning and the end. Do you like to uh, compare the beginning and the end of a matter? Sometimes you look at the beginning of something, right? But you don't get the full picture until you see the end of something. Well, it's important that we know what God says is going to happen because it will happen. He is faithful and he is true. You see, Jesus did not come dressed in a robe and he didn't come wearing a crown. He was, he was wrapped in swaddling cloths and he was placed in a manger, right? Yet he's going to return in a, in a robe dipped in blood, He's returning in a, in a robe literally dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is called the word of God. Wow. He didn't come as a celebrated king, but he will return on a white horse. Riding in on a white horse as the king of kings. Amen. King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. He is faithful. He is true. Amen. His eyes are like a flame of fire and on his head are many crowns, many crowns, not just one. Jesus came without an earthly proclamation and without a decree on earth. But at his return, there will be a sharp sword coming out of his mouth with which he will strike the nations. Powerful king of kings. Powerful lord of lords. This is who we serve. It's who we worship. It's who we celebrate. It is who we give glory and honor to. He is our king of kings. Yes, our lord of lords. Not only was Christ sent from heaven to earth as man's gift for all eternity, but this eternal gift, Jesus, is also the ruling, the reigning, the governing authority over heaven and earth. There is nothing that he cannot do. He is good all the time. He is our God. And the word says in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, but thanks be unto God, his indescribable gift. It is indescribable the gift that he is unto us, but thanks be unto God, his indescribable gift. He has literally come to us as a babe in a manger, but he is returning unto us as the king of glory. And he will come back down in the same way that he was taken back up and we thank you Lord God for we shall see every eye will see every eye and every tongue will confess every tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord amen are we going to confess it today Jesus Christ is Lord yes and amen to the glory of God hallelujah Luke chapter 2 and I'm going to read to you from starting in verse 8 because it was prophesied that the responsibility of complete dominion going to be on his shoulders. Oh, yes. We'll get there in a moment. But right now, Luke 2 and verse 8. 
It says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, oh, we behold and we see the glory of the Lord. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Thank you, Lord, for your great joy, which will be to all people. That means you. Great joy for, to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, hallelujah, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger, and suddenly... Oh, hallelujah, we thank you for the suddenlies of the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel, with the one, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. There was a whole bunch of angels praising God suddenly. There was one, but then there was a whole group, and they were praising God. And what did they say? But glory, glory to God in the highest, glory to God on, in the highest, and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. This is what they came saying. This is what the angels came and the cloud, the skies. They were filled with the angelic praising our king. That which we adore, that which we've been singing about and singing to. That's what the little ones came and they, and they presented the gospel, the story of our sweet, Savior Jesus, it's what we have, it's what, it's what we have been rejoicing and celebrating and, and will continue to do so. The angels literally filled the sky. Could you imagine that? Singing in one accord, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Let us go and let us see this thing, which the Lord has made known unto us. The Lord has made known unto you some things this night. The Lord has spoken to many of you this night and has spoken specific things this night. Whether it was that it was prophesied over you. Or the Lord spoke it right to your spirit, which means it was still prophesied over unto you. But the Lord has spoken some things unto you this night. He said that, they said, let us go see. Let us go see. I want you to have faith like a child. The Bible says to have faith like a child. And when you go and you see that which God is doing, when you say, Lord, yes, I want to be like a child. Faith like a child. You said it, so therefore I'm going to pursue it. They spoke it. It came from the Lord. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to, in prayer, I'm going to pursue this thing that you have spoken. I'm going to pursue your spirit. I'm going to pursue you, Lord Jesus. If there's nothing else I do, I will pursue the presence of my Savior. If there's nothing else that I do, I will pursue your presence. I will be grounded in your word. I will literally be saturated in who you are, and I will not let my thoughts, my mind, my emotions, my attitudes, nothing get Go to the right, go to the left. Instead, I'll be very focused. Be straight, right on task. No matter who does what, no matter who does what. Right? Amen? No matter if you've got to go alone. Hallelujah. So it was prophesied that the responsibility of complete dominion 
will rest upon his shoulders. And this is in Isaiah. We all know this. Nine, six, and seven. Please turn your Bibles to Isaiah nine, six, and seven. There's a whole lot of shaking happening in this room tonight. In all, in various ways and on every level. It's all good. It's all good, you guys. I really believe that when we gather, the Lord is so pleased and he's excited because he knows what. Why is he excited? Well, because he sees hungry hearts. He sees hungry hearts that are ready to be like, oh, they're hungry. They're where they don't care what it looks like. They don't care how long it takes. They're just like, here we are. Come, Jesus. You know? And then he can move through. He just can move, freely moves through us. And we see his hand at work all the time. What do we see? We see that the, literally, the government is upon his shoulders and he's broken every yoke. Let's read this verse, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is what his name shall be called. Let's speak it forth again. Wonderful Counselor, Hallelujah, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And it says, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. No end. Never ending. Never ending. That's good news. Shoulders. Figuratively, this is the place of burdens. The government will be upon his shoulders. Every place of burden, no matter how wide, how strong, how powerful, no matter what realm, what governmental realm, God's above it all. He's above it all. He will carry it. He will lift you up. He will bring you forward. And he is your breaker anointing no matter what. The government be upon his shoulders. And his name, which is his reputation, and his fame, and his glory. Well, we know it's the wonderful one. We already went through them. Wonderful, which means a miracle. It means a marvelous thing. Never forget of who God is. Never. Wonderful? Yeah. Miracle-working God. Yeah. A marvelous God. Awe and wonder? Yes, absolutely. And he's our counselor, is he not? Wonderful counselor? He's our counselor. He gives counsel. He provides. He gives us his plan. It's the only plan that we want. It's the only plan that we want. We don't want our plan. We don't want somebody else's plan. We want the plan of the Lord. And his word says in Psalms 32, 8, I will instruct you and I will teach you. That's all we need. He says, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye. Some version says, I will guide you. I will guide you. I will counsel you. But this is the God that we serve. He says, I'm watching over you. He counsels you. And we need godly counsel. We need his counsel. We need godly counsel, but we need his counsel, not just any counsel. Psalm 1, right? And he's mighty God. He's the strong, great, and mighty God, the God that shall prevail in your lives. Every one of you. He prevails. He already has. But you'll see him prevailing as you keep your heart fixed on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Mighty God. It's, a, it's the same root word as, as the, the word that's used in Psalm 103 and verse 11. For those of you that are taking notes. Psalm 103, verse 11, mighty God, might, strength, right? That word is great. Let me read to you Psalm 103, verse 11. 
For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great, so mighty, so strong is his mercy towards those who fear him. So great, so mighty, so strong is the Lord towards those who fear him. And we fear the Lord. We honor. I don't know about you, but I really do. I feel so blessed beyond any type of measuring. <laughs> any. I, beyond, blessed beyond measure. Why? Because of his goodness. Because of his faithfulness. Because we, he's the one that's filled us with this great joy, greater glory that we give forth. Everlasting Father which is father of eternity, unending father, you know, perpetual, forever. That's what everlasting father, everlasting. Some of you, you know, don't understand that because it's like you didn't have a good example, but he is the everlasting father, and he does not ever, ever go back on his word. Amen. Everlasting? Oh, yes. Good? Absolutely shines with favor upon your lives absolutely continual favor yes favor that lasts a lifetime absolutely do you believe that god is who he says he is and he is for you not against you this glorious savior that we are rejoicing jesus christ whom we love yes absolutely everlasting father psalm 145 one says, I will exalt you, O God, my King, and I will bless your name forever and ever and ever. Amen. Psalm 145 and verse 4 says, one generation shall praise your works to another. We get to do this. We get to praise his work. One generation to the next. Some of you got to just take that in faith right now. We take it in faith. We all have to take it in faith to one degree or another. We take it in faith and know that God is not a man that he should lie. So one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. This is the everlasting father. This is the father that is continual, never, ever changing, perpetual, forever. And he wraps us and secures us in who he is. And finally, he's the prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. Prince is the, is the head or, or the captain, the, right? The, the chief governor. It's the prince of peace, of complete soundness, of peace, of quiet, of tranquility, of all authority against all the chaos that tries to rule and reign in your lives. He's the prince of peace. He's above it all. He's the head of it all. He's in charge, and we submit to him. And Psalm 4, 8 says, I will both lie down in peace. This is all of us, church, and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. He makes us dwell in safety. He says, I just want you to praise me. I want you to just live right. I want you to live right, live by my word, and be unashamed and watch me do what I've called and spoken in my word. And Jeremiah 29 and 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. He's blessed you with peace. He's the prince of peace. And we celebrate the Lord. We celebrate the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And with the angelic choir. We had our choir that came in today, right? 
and they sang and they did a beautiful job. And then we all gathered in worship and we celebrated, we sang, amen, and we were all like a choir just singing unto the Lord, right? But in Luke 2, 14, again, I'm going to remind you of what the angels spoke and sang as they gathered together, as they hovered over that area and they sang. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. What a beautiful night. What an incredible moment of giving him glory. And that moment doesn't end. And that moment is not any different today as it was when it, very, when, when it first occurred. Amen. If you let God just stir in your heart, every one of you, just let him. Let them stir your hearts tonight to become that laid down lover, that worshiper of the one and only, your Savior, Jesus, who literally came to earth lowly and humble and unassuming. And people missed it. Many, many missed it. Didn't understand. Didn't change his mind. He didn't stop being God because somebody didn't understand or thought it should happen in a different way. The plan of God already was, and he was just coming to fulfill it. And he knew he's also coming back as the king of glory. And one day, it would make perfect sense. But for those that have faith, and we have faith, and we believe, we believe, and we believe he's coming back, and we believe. And what the book of Revelation tells us, we believe that God is coming and we are preparing our hearts and, and making sure that our hearts are ready for his return. Because that's what he's looking for, a spotless bride. Revelation 19, 13, and 16 speaks about Jesus being our King of kings and our Lord of lords. And it says in these two verses, in Revelation 19, verses 13 and 16, that he is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. I spoke this in the beginning of my message, but I want you to know where it's referenced. He is clothed in a robe that is dipped in blood. That's the blood that he shed. That's symbolic of the blood that he shed on the cross. And the name by which he is called, the name. The name by which he is called is the word of God. This is the name that he is called. Every single word in this book. The name by which he is called is called the word of God. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has his name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. On his, can you, on his robe and on his thigh, he has his name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. So we celebrate Jesus, the babe in the manger. We celebrate King Jesus, who is returning for a spotless bride. And we thank you, Lord God. Because you are incredible. You're beautiful. You're kind. We love you. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the presence of God. We thank you, Lord God, that you chose us. Even before we ever chose you, you chose us, Lord God. You said, That's one, that one right there. I can use them. Oh, that one right there. They'll say yes. And I'm going to do some things in and through their lives. And they will look nothing like what they first started. Nothing at all. But it'll all be unto my glory because I know that they will glorify me. Amen. Let's all bow our heads for a moment. Fathers, we have been just celebrating 
birth of our Lord. What a wonderful story. The nativity. We've been able to celebrate tonight in so many different ways. Oh, it's been beautiful to just see the many, just, just the many ways that we can serve you, to honor you, to bring glory, to, to bring your gospel, bring it forth. It's been, it's been an honor. It's been a joy. Well, Father, this love that you have poured in our lives, in our hearts, I thank you, Father, that what you have begun for some a long time ago, for some even tonight, Lord, you continue. You continue to pour in us this love of God. You continue to cause us to be put in remembrance and to remember what you have done and to bring us closer to you, Lord God. Every day, that's what we want. Our desire is, is that we would model after Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, our Maker. We want to model after you. We want to love you. We want to serve you with all our hearts, Father God. And I thank you, Lord God, that tonight we've come with open hearts, open arms, and we have given you our hearts, our lives as gifts. But you are the true gift, the gift that has been given unto us. And we will forever be grateful. Lord, as we celebrate Christmas and gather with family and friends, let that light that you have placed on the inside of us so shine bright. Let that joy that you have put in and deposited on the inside of us, God, oh, let it continue to stir and let it just go forth and let us be those that you can trust with your word, with your gospel, that we will literally go forth and shine that beautiful light, shine, speak forth the truth of your word. Let the love of God ooze out of us, God. That's what we desire when it's easy and when it's difficult. And it is both for all of us at various times. But this one thing is for sure, one thing that is consistent is that if you are faithful, if you are faithful, you will see the hand of God. You will see his faithfulness because God's always faithful. So Lord, bless them. I honor them and I thank you for each and every one of them. I thank you, Lord God, that their hearts are stirred and they're on fire for you, Lord. As I look around and I just, I see hearts that are on fire for Jesus. I see, I see hearts that want so much more. I see hearts that are tender. Oh, I see hearts that are understanding more and more and getting the revelation. Oh, I see hearts that are, are fearful, but yet they refuse to let the fear overwhelm and overtake them. Because they're pressing in to the calling of God. They're pressing in their faith is with you, Jesus. And for me, it is an honor that you would entrust me to stand here, to bring forth your amazing, beautiful word, the word of God. I'm in awe, and all I can say is thank you, Abba. Let us be as a group, as a family, as a congregation, one that serves you well. Let us be as a group, as a family, as a congregation, one that will not dishonor your name, Father. Let our hearts remain pure and focused and steadfast to who you are, Lord Jesus. Because we will not just begin well, but finish well. So we bless the name of the Lord our God. And all of God's people said amen.